And now I invite you to hear our scripture this morning from the end of John's fourth chapter. I invite you to listen for a word of good news in this gospel reading. Then Jesus came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had changed the water into wine. Now there was a royal official whose child lay ill in Capernaum. And when that royal official heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus, begged him to come down and heal his child who was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to Jesus, Rabbi, come down before my little child dies. Jesus said to him, go, your child will live. The official believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started on his way. As the official was going down, his slaves met him and told him that his child was alive. So he asked them the hour when the child began to recover. And they said to him, Yesterday, at one in the afternoon, the fever left. The father realized that this was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your child will live. So the official himself believed, along with his whole household. Now, this was the second sign that Jesus did after coming from Judea to Galilee. And after this, there was a Jewish festival and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. For the word of God in scripture for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God.
Good morning, everyone. I, uh, if you were a teen in the 90s, as I was, you are likely very familiar with the song. I kind of think it was unescapable, even if you weren't a teen in the 90s. The song by Ace of Bass, I Saw the Sign. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Yeah, see, I see some of you bobbing your heads. Um, uh, I would have rather not been familiar with that song, um, but I lived on the same floor as a girl named Karen Schmidt who played it on repeat very loudly for the better part of the school year, 93, 94. Uh, so I was very familiar with that, with that song. And we all also learned that CDs can wear out if you play a song repeatedly. So uh, yes, I saw the sign, very familiar. And did you know somebody told me um, that Ace of Bass, the band who sang that song, Swedish pop band, were in a bad accident? They didn't see the sign. Took me a minute to get that joke, even in 1994. Uh, you can groan if you want to, if they didn't see the sign. Uh, all this talk of signs, why? Why am I starting with Ace of Bass? Well, uh, because in John's Gospel, Instead of hearing about miracles, what we hear about are signs. Signs um, that, as Megan talked about when we use ASL, American Sign Language, signs that point to meaning, that point to something uh, greater. Um, in John, yes, in John, instead of talking about the miracles that Jesus performs, John talks about Jesus performing signs. And in this story today, we hear the story of healing. And if we were to keep reading in John, we would hear another sort of paired stories of healing signs from the book of John. So when we begin, Jesus is back in Cana. And uh, John's listeners and we probably remember, and John reminds us explicitly, that Cana is where Jesus performed his first sign in, the in John's story about Jesus. Uh, somewhere I read this week, uh, or or read in my study of John as we, uh, as Megan and I have been looking at these healing or at these stories in John, that for John, geography is theology. It's very important to John to name the place where something has happened because that speaks to what is happening in God's relationship with what is happening in that place. So we remember that the significance of Cana was where Jesus' ministry began in John, that that's where he performed his first sign and became, you know, like there was this stepping out. And uh, this is where Jesus turned the water into wine at the wedding. And at that wedding, when Jesus' mother comes to him and asks something to do, asks him to do something about this whole wine situation, Jesus is a little grumpy about it. What do these people have to do with me? Uh, something, something to that effect. Uh, and in this story, it's kind of the same. This man comes to Jesus approaches him begging Jesus to heal his son. And we get from Jesus kind of a frustrated response saying to the man, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And to be clear, it is not clear in English, but this is a y'all situation. So this is, Jesus is saying to this man, you people, Unless y'all see signs and wonders, you will not believe. So he's not really even speaking to this individual, particularly about his particular problem. 
he's a little frustrated. What is it about these people that they need to see signs? They need to see miracles. And just in the case with Jesus and his mother coming to him, he concedes. But I think he would have conceded. I don't think he would have conceded to this man's specific request unless he saw a strategy and a logic behind ministering in this way. But just as at Cana, there was a bit of, there was a strategy about why then and why in that place and why that particular miracle. Jesus is not offering these out of a sense of compassion. Uh, I don't think he really felt sorry for the bride and groom that they needed to have more wine. We discovered at the end that, uh, like, why bring out the good stuff at the end? Like, he, he overdid it in some ways. But Jesus' mission is to further the, the further the message of God's kingdom, to help people understand who he is in this time and place as God's word incarnate. Uh, when we were, when we first were returning to worship uh, this past summer, and we were having these conversations about how do we do this in the safest way? How do we come back and gather? How do we communicate where to go? How to be safe? What we need to do as community? Like what we need to do together? What are our expectations? We talked about signs. We talked about signage. Actually, it's funny how we say signage. What we really mean is signs good signs that offer welcome, that offer access, that make clear our expectation and our direction. And Pete always gives really good uh, feedback on our strategies and how we lay out our space. This is city planning background. And his, his feedback, and in general, he talks about when there's a problem in the outcomes of how something is happening in a space, like people aren't where they're supposed to be or they aren't following expectations or acting in safe ways. It's down to poor planning. It's down to the strategy being wrong from, from the beginning, including signs. I think Jesus and Pete could have had a good conversation about the logic and strategy behind kingdom outcomes. Jesus is not just throwing signs up all over the place. That would be overwhelming and it would just become background noise. This is not like Applebee's. Jesus is being strategic about which signs he's going to put up at which time. His signs are going to point toward God's abundance and outpouring of the goodness of life, like with good wine. God's outpouring of love for outsiders, even those who don't recognize him. Even those who are not a part of the in-group. So Jesus meets with this man who's come from Capernaum. He's a royal official, which means a couple things. He's wealthy. He's well-connected. He's either a, a Hellenized Jew, so someone who's, who's sort of outside of, he's sort of like become foreign. Or he could be a foreigner altogether. He could be a Roman official. But he's also terrifying. He's desperate because he's about to lose his child or he believes he is. And he's heard of Jesus. And he thinks maybe this weirdo rabbi can help me. So much so that he doesn't send a servant. He doesn't send a messenger to find Jesus. He comes himself to Jesus and pleads with him. I am not totally convinced that Jesus even 
does anything, but he does know something about how, how this boy's condition is going to change, that he will live. And he, he speaks to that. He says to the man, your son will live. That's literally all he does. And what we hear about this here from this desperate and terrified, but outside the Jewish community, man, is that he believed. He believed. Possibly in the sense that he, he trusted that what Jesus said was true. But the same word comes back afterwards, this word believed. He went on his way. He met the servants from his household who were coming to find him, to tell them that indeed his son did live. His son was living and had begun to improve. And not only does this man believe, they all believe. So this idea of belief that grew into something bigger, a deeper understanding that Jesus has a connection with life that is different than what they know life to be. Life that is bigger, that is abundant. So this is Jesus' strategy. Jesus was all like, oh, you people, your signs. Uh, like, What's it going to take? But he still recognized that offering life to this boy to this household would spread to the father, to this household, maybe beyond their household. It would communicate something in that community <clears throat> that was about the abundance of God's love for all. The man already believed, at least a little, he believed enough to seek Jesus out, to check out, to see if this guy was for real. And Jesus knew that in this case, it would take a sign to advance his mission of sharing God's kingdom love for all people. And just as with all miracle stories, and especially healing stories in the Bible, I always am trying to make sense of why then and not now? Why isn't God throwing out signs and healing like Oprah, you get a miracle and you get a miracle. Everybody's healed. Like, why? Why, God? And it helps me to remember, at least a little bit, it helps me to remember that even Jesus wasn't there just healing everyone. He wasn't handing out healing to everybody. He, in, in this next story that follows this, uh, Jesus goes, so in the in this past one, this man who comes to Jesus, he knows about Jesus. He like he looked for him. But in just the next story, Jesus is in a crowd of people, a crowd of people, all of whom are seeking healing. They're by this pool that is known to heal people. And in this crowd, this huge crowd of people, Jesus goes up to one person. All of these people are there seeking healing, but one person Jesus uh, finds and says, do you want to be made well? Which in some ways is kind of a silly question. That's why everybody's there in the first place. Um, so he's in this big crowd and he seeks one person who had no idea who he was. He wasn't looking for Jesus for a, for a miracle to heal him. Uh, this man was taken by surprise that Jesus came and talked to him at all. He thought Jesus was just another rabbi by the way he responds. And yet, I wonder too, like this becomes then part of his strategy. This is the man who Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. I think there was a Sunday school song about that that I don't know because Karen Schmidt didn't play it over and over again. Uh, 
about picking up your mat and walking and and he does and then the authorities notice that this happens so again jesus is being very strategic this happened in jerusalem where where you know like the there that's the center of power again geography is theology that's the center of power and so again jesus is being strategic about who notices this thing that happens god's kingdom is being made manifest and this time the people who notice are the ones who he'll rub up against who he'll have continue to have conflict with in this gospel but he's making god's kingdom bigger I think even those of us who are not superstitious or who have no expectation of divine intervention, we look for signs that are going to shape our decision-making that will make something clear to us about how we move forward. Um, and as I'm sitting with you know, the medical professionals and with our lay leaders in conversations about COVID and when do we go back and how do we do this and when is it over? and uh, we're looking at the data and we're looking at documents. We are, we're all just wishing there was a sign that would say, this is it. It will open up our eyes, Ace of Base style, and make it clear that now we're over the hump of COVID. Like now we can like take a deep breath and know. In the same way that I just wish God would hand out healing miracles, signs to the people that I love, my beloved ones. And people all over the world who are struggling with illness or suffering. I so desire that God, the way God worked was just to blanket the ones who are struggling the most with mental and physical health to just take away the pain that all of us could just pick up our proverbial mats and, and walk out the door. And instead I have to choose to see the stories of the way Jesus works through signs of healing that are more like the signposts that, that mark our way along a journey. They're signs that say things like, God's love this way, or you have now entered God's kingdom, population everyone. Like these are the kinds of signs that Jesus is posting through his miracles. The stories in the gospels point me toward Jesus and toward a way of being with people in the world and on that road together. God's love is overflowing with an abundance and newness of life that in a very small handful of people might look like physical healing. For so many of us, we need to put those pieces together in different ways to figure out what God's overflowing abundance of new life looks like for each of us. Abundant life does look all different ways, and it often takes work, both on our own and with all of us together. And even though I haven't been healed of an injury or an illness, I am not absent from God's kingdom or God's care, and neither are any of you. We're all included. In John, 
Jesus' signs ultimately point in the direction of the cross and then beyond the cross to the triumph of Easter. That's God's <coughs> God's greatest sign, God's act of renewal and life and love. Uh, very soon, in a matter of weeks, we will be starting on the journey of Lent, which in which we will see and feel in the stories of, of Lent. Jesus receding further and further and further from love and community and connection will really feel the brokenness and despair of Jesus in those weeks. And yet we will get to a point where we'll see God's greatest love in action. I pray my prayer for all of us, for myself and for those that I love and for the world truly is that we may see through Jesus' life, including the signs in which he offered healing, that we may be able to see the big picture of God's love for all people, and in particular for each one of us, of y'all. May it be so.